everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Disney Real to Real, a deep, deep, deep delve into the Disney animated canon. I am one little slip named Wyatt. <laughs> and I... Who am I? What am I? Why are we here, if only to suffer? <laughs> I'm ready. I mean, not on, not on this episode, but otherwise, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Who today today is the day. I said my name. Yeah, but you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't give yourself a, a Disney description. <laughs> and I, I'm your fairy godmother. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn shit. <laughs> Better bibbity bobbity boot me some miracles, honey. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> Which actually, that goes into the personal Disney question that I wanted to raise, unless you wanted to think of one. No, you can go ahead. Okay. What would your Disney drag name be? Oh, okay. Um. Let's see. That's a that's a good question. Um, hmm. Okay, it would be kind of funny if it was like, <laughs> uh, oh, this is this. I'm so bad at like wordplay and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, so you got Robin Hood, okay? Spell like spell Robin like a normal name. Um. Mm-hmm. And then, or like, make it like a white person name, so it's like R O B Y N N, and then you got Hood, but Hoodwinked. Robin Hoodwinked. Robin Hoodwinked. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Okay, I've been thinking about this for quite a while, and I, I just can't find one that sticks. Mm-hmm. But for now. I think I'll go with mm. uh. Oh god, there I'm I'm going through quite a few and it's just like I they're not like heavy hitters. <laughs> yeah, like I yeah, it's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> right now I think it's going to be Dopina. Dopina? Dopina. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if I should have a last name. You don't have to. Okay. All right. I'll go with that. Dopina. Drag Race 2026. (laughs) Wonderful. Coming to a city near you. Yes. (laughs) Get ready for the Vegas residency. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll force Brendan Urie to come back out of retirement to perform. <laughs> It's like, hey, I know you're a dad, but, like, would you mind performing for a drag show? <laughs> hey, careful, man. His voice is destroyed enough as is. <laughs> I know. That may or may not add to the flavor, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when he does the 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 high, high ho, and he uh, just, like, starts cracking. Like... <laughs> yeah, it'll, <laughs> it'll be so bad. <laughs> so bad, but I really like it. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, speaking of things that are right with me, we are going to be going through the top and bottom ten Disney animated films. Yes. This has this is a project that is seven months in the making. Oh yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. We've had some peaks. We've had some valleys. I'd say that 95% of it was spent as a good time. I would I would agree. I think we had we had some episodes where we were like fighting, but mm-hmm. I think I think majority of these it's like we can agree on something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if anything, I think this will be the one where we really just rip each other's hair out. Yeah. <laughs> Hello chicken little. <laughs> Mm. But it's okay. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, before we begin, I would actually like to do some corrections and elaborations that I've forgotten to do in our previous episodes. All right. Uh, and it's been a hot minute, so I think I think we can let this slide. So, um, going all the way back to Peter Pan. You were talking about how you were feeling like Wendy should be feeling like super pissed off about Peter and his fuckboy nature. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm happy to say that in a 1940-41 treatment of the story, she was intended to like give him a piece of her mind. As she should. <laughs> and the dialogue went as follows. <laughs> okay. If you think you're getting away with this, you're badly mistaken. And furthermore, Peter Pan, you're the most conceited, dishonest, <laughs> deceitful person I've ever met. You never think of anyone but yourself. You're selfish. That's what you are. That is perfect. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, my God. What a queen. I'm so sad. Why'd they silence her? How dare they? Because <laughs> it was after World War II and they were like, <laughs> women, get back in the home. <laughs> Ugh. I'm sure there's a more nuanced reason, but I haven't. Yeah, dug but up like anything. she absolutely deserved to like rip him a new one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> At least in Return happen. to Neverland, he did get ripped a new one. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. They did. They at least did something. <laughs> she at least called him out on some behavior. What what was the thing he said when they were flying around Neverland? He was like, oh, she's just jealous. All girls get like that around me. It's like, no. <laughs> no, bro. He's like, he's literally, he's a whole other level of Delulu. Delulu? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he is Delulu as fuck. Um, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> 
But yeah. Uh, all right. And then when we talked about The Little Mermaid, I talked about how Glenn Keane was like ripping on Frank and Ollie for being like, your drawings of Ariel weren't all pretty mm-hmm. and fairly ugly. Uh, and I actually found the quote that I was referencing. Ah. So I'm going to read that here. He said, that reflected a conscious choice I'd made. Modern filmmaking is about authenticity of emotion. Not an idealized princess, but a real princess. Whenever I had a choice, I chose real. If that meant an awkward little expression, I went with it. You animate how the character is feeling through the muscles of the face. That Ariel had these little flashes of expression surprised people. It felt like a princess suddenly became a real girl. You couldn't touch the Disney princesses before her. Ariel became the princess of the common man. Viewers could be her. Unquote. Yeah. (laughs) That seems pretty right. Yeah. And I just felt like bringing that up because we were being like, you know, she doesn't have a ton of character development. Yeah. But she still feels like someone we can identify with. Yeah. I mean, like, she definitely has a personality. So... Mm -hmm. She at least has that. <laughs> she. I guess before we get into the real rant, I guess I'll ask, like, what do you think she's missing? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say she's missing something. I think it's more like she just doesn't get a lot of chance to show who she is. Ah. You know, like, of course we know, oh, she likes collecting things from the human world. Oh, I mean, she's good at singing. She cares about her friends and family. Yeah, she cares about her friends and family. Um, and she is pretty adventurous. But, like, we don't get a lot of why she's like that. Or, like, we don't get, like... Like... It's just, there's just not a lot... There's a lot there, but it's not developed much. Besides, like, surface level... Um, like character traits um that's like the main thing that i would say um because i mean she has a well-developed personality it's just there's not a lot of there's not more to it um but i mean i still i still love ariel i mean yeah she's basically she's basically the spider-man of disney princesses like everybody loves ariel (laughs) i mean you're not wrong but (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I'm just coming at it from like a place of, I think the reason her character isn't totally developed is because we are just thrown into the main action of the story. Yeah, we are. We are. We don't get that time with Ariel because the movie is so focused on the situation at hand. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, I don't know if I can really fault them too much for not giving her like enough time. Yeah, I I don't I don't fault them because I mean they had a story to tell and they told it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just wishful thinking that like where it's like you know if only we could get a little bit more, um, yeah. but I mean I think what's there is good. Mm-hmm. So does that mean you want to watch the remake? No. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I literally okay. I I talked with a coworker. Um, because she did go and see the movie, like the remake. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, the CG is atrocious. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh no. 
I'm a I'm a person where if I see bad CG, it takes me out of the movie immediately. Like I I can't I can't like interact with it anymore because like I'm a I'm a person who's a terrified of the uncanny valley, mm-hmm. and that's what CG does when it looks bad, <laughs> and it it freaks me the fuck out, and like I can't I can't look at it anymore. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm a I'm like. I'm more scared to watch the movie now rather than just not wanting to watch it. Yeah. If anything, I'd just be there for the girl who plays Vanessa. Yeah. She's milking that scene so hard. (laughs) Chewing up that scenery. (laughs) And I love it. Um, But yeah, that's just me. And then let's see, moving on to Dumbo. (laughs) Dumbo. Uh, I, I really tried to find an explanation for why certain things we have a problem with happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the results I found didn't really answer our question, but they give us some insight into the creator's mindset and like the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the way they approached it. Cause I mean, um, like you said, isn't Dumbo like one of like the like least documented. Yeah. Like movies. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that there's not a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like a lot of more recent historians, it's like they address it, but not in a way that's like they don't recognize how it's still a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're like, oh, well, you know, they're they're influenced by like the black jazz scene and like Harlem and the Harlem Renaissance. And uh, like they're sympathetic to Dumbo when, they're, you know, we have like stereotypes about the magical like Negro <laughs> and like... <laughs> The, the one black person who comes in to solve all your problems, especially yeah. if you're a white person. Yeah. It's really weird to say, but I think it depends on what species of elephant Dumbo is. Yeah. Do we know what species he is? It sounds like he's an African elephant and the other ones are Asian. But at the same time, all of the Asian elephants act like catty white women. So I don't know what yeah. to, I don't know what to do with it. But anyway, the quote was uh, from one of the co-writers of the story. His name was Dick Humor. Dick Humor? Yes. All right. <laughs> I just Sorry, had to let I, that sit I, I was looking minute. up what, what Dumbo is, but... Yeah. Okay, so... His mom is an Asian elephant, so therefore Dumbo is also an Asian elephant. But I mean, his ears, like, they're long, but they're still structured like an African elephant. Yeah, but every, everywhere saying that he's an Asian elephant. I don't know if I buy that. <laughs> well. Because then that really feeds into the theme of oppression and prejudice. Okay, so, okay, now everyone's saying something different. <laughs> okay. Of course, Reddit has the most plausible answer. <laughs> so. Reddit says Dumbo is based off of an African elephant, but has a lot of similarities with Asian elephants. So he's kind of a weird amalgamation of both. So he's a mixed child. Yeah. I still think that supports the theme. Yeah. Yeah, because the rest of the circus elephants are Asian elephants, but... 
he has like the huge ears like African elephants. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's strange. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, that's the one way that the crows might actually be defended because it's like they mock a brother, but then they also bring him into the fold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Dumbo biracial. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how much thought they put into it, but yeah, I feel like it's more of a, Oh, we just thought this looked cool, <laughs> but or cute or cute. Yeah. We just thought this looked cute. So it doesn't really matter what kind of elephant he is, but yeah. It could it could unintentionally play into the theme, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, what Dick Humor had to say. <laughs> God, that's such a funny fucking name. <laughs> no. Um. Also, he uses some uh, ableist language in oh, here. Great. So, um, <laughs> this is where it also gets dicey. Um, <laughs> okay, enough beating about the bush. What he said was. The situation of the crows picking on poor little Dumbo. Again, I say it's the story. Here is an elephant that's born a cripple. The whole world is stacked against a cripple, isn't it? And if you don't show him battling the situation or what's stacked up against him, then you don't have conflict, do you? Unquote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, dick humor. <laughs> Hey, dick humor. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that still didn't answer my question when it came to racial stuff. So. Yeah. I, I still just think they just didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and then I've been hearing evidence that it's like in the original treatments, it's like they had one crow and then a series of other birds, but uh -huh. then they turned it into a group of crows. crows. A murder of crows, if you will. A murder of crows. Yes. It's one of the best uh, group plural words. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, Shiver of Sharks. Mm, yep. It's a good one. Yeah, I love that one. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, and then I guess one minor thing about Sleeping Beauty. I've found that Mark Davis, who was the main animator of Aurora and Maleficent is the only person that I've ever heard call Aurora, Aurora. So, and not Briar Rose. Or Sleeping Beauty. Or Sleeping Beauty. Or the princess. <laughs> or girl. Or girl. <laughs> so yeah, he's the, the one to represent. It's okay, Unlike Aurora, Walter my Disney. beloved. I love you. Ugh. <laughs> uh. That's that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> the one person who calls her Aurora. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess with that, let's move on to the main event. The actual content of the episode. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, I think I'm going to go ahead and announce some last-minute tier changes. Mainly... That um, for the golden age, I think I'm going to move Pinocchio behind Fantasia in the Mushes tier. Just because I feel like Fantasia feels more personal. Mm -hmm. And not as like, if you make the wrong choices in life, you'll burn in hell. Um, 
and then I'm going to move uh, Lilo and Stitch to the Mushes tier for the post-Renaissance. Um, Love them. Yes. Because I forgot just how emotional and real it is. <laughs> I literally, I have the I have the fucking meme. Hold on. <laughs> the one where it's like, please send me your nicest angel. <laughs> Maybe oh. send me an angel, the nicest angel you have. And then it's just oh. laughter. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's one of the funniest memes ever made. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you monsters. Stop. It's so funny though. <laughs> Just stitch laughing in like wreckage. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. <laughs> I don't want to think about it because then in in the actual movie he brings out that book of the ugly duckling. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes me feel awful. I almost uh. wish um I do for <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. Um whenever they like release those scenes of like Lilo directing people to like the wrong way to the beach or like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She kept like pointing them in different directions and then <laughs> fucking with the tourists like I Tourists, wish that was in the movie. Prepare to die. <laughs> it's the funniest shit ever. <laughs> she was she was right for that one. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay. So I think it would be best to start off with our bottom ten. As of now, I have eleven movies listed. We have Ralph Breaks the Internet. Chicken Little, Home on the Range, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Oliver and Company, The Black Cauldron, The Fox and the Hound, Sword in the Stone, Peter Pan, Fun and Fancy Free, and Pocahontas. Ah, the stinkers. (laughs) The real stinkers. So only one of these movies will be able to evade the, the list. Yeah. And I think it should be Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Uh, I didn't like that movie. <laughs> I know. But this list has to be comprised of movies that we both don't enjoy. Yeah. And I love Ichabod and Mr. Toad. <laughs> and I love Chicken Little. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> I I am willing to concede if Chicken Little is high on the list. (laughs) You mean low on the list? Or low on the list, yeah. Like, as in, it's closer to being, like, it's, yeah. It's not going to go at number 10. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not going at number one. (laughs) No, I mean, I won't put it at number one, but it should be in the top, it should be in the top five. Okay. I'm fine with that. I will concede that. Okay. Do you agree that Ichabod and Mr. Toad should be the one movie that we cut out? Yes, I will agree to that. Wonderful. (laughs) Let me crash my motor car somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, what do you think should go in number 10? I'm between... um... Okay, let me just make sure. Poke, like, okay, so at 10, that should be like the worst one, right? No. 
no, that's like the, the least best. offensive. The least offensive. Okay, cool. Got it. Um, okay, so that should be. The least offensive. Okay. Um, I will go ahead and say I think fun and fancy free should be in ten. I was I was between that and Peter Pan. <laughs> so let's go fun and fancy free for ten. Okay. I'll agree. I with think that. I think it's just because the movie knows how to stay in its own lane and. Like, yeah. It's mediocre, but it's not like. <laughs> out to get any minority groups. <laughs> yeah. And I I do like some of the songs. Dinah Shore still kills it. And uh, I, I think about those puppets and that birthday party. <laughs> still to this day. <laughs> still terrifying to me, but it's okay. Yeah. Okay. So number nine. Okay. Um, I put forward Fox and the Hound. (laughs) Because it's not offensive. It's just sad. (laughs) It's just a really sad movie. (laughs) Okay, I think this is where we might differ because I think when I use the term offensive I don't just mean like on a social level yeah I mean as in like this movie is a waste of my time the filmmakers do not respect me um (laughs) I don't think Fox and the Hound is a waste of time but I also don't think I'm ever gonna watch it again so (laughs) I mean yeah like I'd I'd be comfortable with putting it at like number six or something Okay, then Peter Pan, uh, or because I mean I don't think <laughs> I mean you're not gonna let me put Chicken Little this high, so <laughs> no, never in a million years. <laughs> yeah, so like the rest of these, I don't think they should be. I think I'll choose either Peter Pan or The Black Cauldron. Uh, Peter Pan. Okay, Peter Pan. <laughs> I'm not letting you put Black Cauldron second. <laughs> okay. And I think that's fair because it was really funny. Like in the Silver Age one, we were like, should it should Peter Pan be above or below 101 Dalmatians? Yeah. And I'm like, Peter Pan is more offensive, but I still watch it more often. So like, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, with me, it's like, yeah, I watch 101 Dalmatians way more. So it's like, that's why it was easy for me. Yeah. But I, I just like what it has to say in terms of like childhood and growing I mean, into yeah. adolescence and stuff. But it I goes about it in a that. very like Victorian way. Yeah. So um, I'm fine with that. Yeah. So number eight. Number eight. Okay, so I don't think you're. I think you're still not going to let me put Chicken Little. So no. <laughs> um, above top five. Let's see. Um, 
I think one thing that would help is I think let me see Pocahontas, Sword in the Stone, Oliver and Company. I think Pocahontas and Ralph breaks the Internet are gonna be. Yeah, they're gonna be near. They're, the top. they're gonna be the. They're gonna be near the top. So. Um, but I was thinking like we could rank them based on how few songs they have too. Because true. It, because Pocahontas, Sword in the Stone, Home on the Range. They're kind of musicals. They are kind of musicals, yeah. So we can also base it on like how effective we think they were. Mm-hmm. And I think I I don't want to put Sword in the Stone at I, number eight, but I it, don't want Sword in the Stone at number eight. I would put Black Cauldron before Sword in the Stone. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine I, with that. I would put Black Cauldron before that one. Okay, great. Oh no, that's wrong. Yeah. I think the um what is it again? Alt shift five, that's what it is. Sorry, doing some doing some fancy footwork. Yeah. <laughs> with the Google Doc. <laughs> yeah, um I think the gothic aesthetic is really what keeps it like interesting. <laughs> I I would say the setting and I the the art is probably what's letting it get this high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has it has a good concept, but yeah, very good concept. Execution was just... trash. <laughs> yeah, I just like to think of Ilanway as like the discount Briar Rose. Yeah. Her Welsh bastard child. <laughs> Welsh bastard child. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, okay. <laughs> Number seven. Number seven. <sighs> Fox and the Hound are home on the range. Guess I'd put Fox and the Hound. Okay. And then next one can be home on the range. If that's okay with you. Well, the thing is, like, you're, the, the difference between those is, like, I feel things when watching Fox and the Hound. Yeah. I feel very uncomfortable things. <laughs> Home on the Range just makes me feel angry and stupid. <laughs> I Home on the Range makes me irrationally angry, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm good with Fox and the Hound being there. Okay. Number six. Can I put Chicken Little yet? <laughs> no. Can I put it in the next one? <laughs> I almost want to put it at number three. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> okay, fine. I We can stop at four. Okay. Okay. But we're not there yet, so. Yeah, we're not there yet. So, so six. six. Um... I mean, I feel like it has to be Home on the Range. <laughs> um, or Sword in the Stone. I think Sword in the Stone. Okay, I think Sword in the Stone can beat it out. That's fine. Yeah, because I... At least it has characters that I like. Yeah. However few there are. <laughs> Without Merlin, Archimedes, and Madame Mim, that movie's just full of nobody. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, Camelot, the setting of Camelot they use is so underutilized and like <laughs> it's just bland. <laughs> Everything is underutilized, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Number five. I yeah, home on the range. I'm not I'm not letting Oliver and company slip in <laughs> before it. <laughs> Why? Oliver and Company is a nothing movie. I'm sorry. It's nothing. <laughs> well, let me let me think. In terms of songs, they have Once Upon a Time in New York City, Streets of Gold, Why Should I Worry, the really bland song that Jenny has with Oliver. I just... <sighs> I like two of those songs. Yeah, I like one of those songs, so... Okay, and then Home on the Range, we've got fucking weird title song we've got little patch of heaven will the sun ever shine again uh the yodeling weirdness yeah Um, (laughs) and uh there's one more i think i'm forgetting one more oh yeah the fucking tim mcgraw song (laughs) yeah the tim mcgraw song um and i like more of those so however i would watch home on the range again before i would watch oliver and company again Okay. It's just that... It's. Just, I think it's just that Home on the Range treats me like a child. <laughs> and I feel it like Oliver me... and Company wastes my time. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I think your, your point is valid. So. <laughs> so Home on the Range. We put it at number five. Number five. Right in the middle. <laughs> Yeehaw. With your tone-deaf Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next is my baby, Chicken Little. Chicken Little. If it weren't for you, I'd put it higher. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay. It's just a mean-spirited movie. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. Um, okay, three, I think, belongs to Oliver and Company. Um, uh, yeah. I think yeah. I think that's where it should go. The other two are too egregious. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> but I do love the rhythm of the city. Yeah. But that's it. <laughs> okay. okay. Just on the basis of songs, Pocahontas wins out. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Colors of the two. Wind, I think, brings it to number two. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. There are some other songs that I like just purely for like the choral arrangements and stuff. But Colors of the Wind, it's preachy as fuck. Oh yeah. But But it is a beautiful sequence. (laughs) Yeah. And it I I would be comfortable calling that a Disney song. So (laughs) If only it weren't attached to such a trash movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. For real. So the number one is Ralph Breaks the Internet. Did anyone see this coming? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Or maybe I misphrased that. Did anyone not see this coming? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Literally the worst. (laughs) The worst. I hate Ralph Breaks the Internet. This movie is a rotting corpse. It is. I hate when people who don't understand the internet try to (laughs) make 
of like a, make a version of it. It's like you don't get it. <laughs> you just don't. I hate when they don't get it and then they also throw their intellectual properties under the bus. Yeah. And then they also like make it preachy. It's like fuck off. <laughs> I will never forgive them for what they did to Snow White. Yeah. It's just they How made about her we the don't dopey. do that, guys? They uh, made her the dopina. <laughs> they did. And then fucking Cinderella. I just have a problem with her color design. Like, yeah. they made her like a platinum blonde. And then they like... I'm not too picky about the fact that in the OG design of the character, she doesn't have ears. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, but the ears they gave her were so like. What drives me, what drives yeah. me nuts most about Cinderella is that like, the <laughs> her dress is not blue. It's not blue. It's not. Blue. It's white. <laughs> or silver. Or silver. It's white slash silver. Yes. But in every like official art of Cinderella, it's blue, and I'm like, it's not blue. Please. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, this movie is a reminder that all corporations are trying to take over the world. Indeed. And there's nothing that the common man can do about it. The mouse has already succeeded, so. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought we were in good hands when, when Iger came back. No. And then he upset the strikers. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Way to go, bro. Your next gay movie better be good. <laughs> or else people will really start throwing bricks. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, anything else? Oh, I, 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 we didn't mention in our actual discussion that um, Gal Gadot is a very bad actress. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't care if she has enough champagne to fill the Nile. It's just like... <laughs> this movie is not doing her any favors. <laughs> and I'm really worried for how she'll come out of the Snow White remake. Uh, yeah. So... By the way, did you see the, the set photos that popped up two weeks ago? Um, I don't think so, no. Okay. Well, we talked about it in our last episode, but like, I will, I will say, I will revise my statement that I said, like, if you go in the direction of being more diverse and like taller and not including little people, you can still tell the story of Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just saying that like that facet of Snow, of Snow White is so baked into its DNA that it just feels weird to like do this 180 and be like <laughs> you know like... yeah i will say that like with that the that part of it is so baked into the disney version of it i should say yeah because i mean uh the other versions that we looked at i'm gonna be real i don't remember much from the really long Richilda. Richilda, yeah. I don't remember much from that one, but I know two of the three they weren't short people. <laughs> they were they were fully grown men. 
Yes, uh, Richilda was the one with the dwarves. Yeah, um, but like the um, the other two, they had like normally sized people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what the correct terminology would be there. Um, Neurotypical? But... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's that has to do with mental stuff. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I was being, I was being a smartass. Um. Average sized people. <laughs> Average sized men. <laughs> we'll call them meh. <laughs> um, rather than um. You are meh inches tall. Yeah. I mean feet tall. God. <laughs> meh feet tall. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there was that. So I mean, it is possible to tell the same story without. <laughs> without uh dwarves but it's just the disney version it's baked into it um but i mean as long as they're respectful to the people who they have play the dwarves um then i'm okay it's just it would really suck to watch a modern movie where they infantilize people with dwarfism again <laughs> But I, I don't know. Maybe it's also just because of the big, like, <sighs> this is going to make me sound like an asshole, but like, <laughs> are you sure you want to say it? <laughs> well, it's just that it is such an aggressive push, you know, like, like, I, like I've been thinking about like the little mermaid. It's like Halle Bailey. I'm happy that she's in a Disney movie and she's the main character and she's a princess and she gets a happy ending. She gets the prince. She gets everything. But why does it have to be the Little Mermaid? Why couldn't she do something else? <laughs> I get it. Why couldn't Beyonce do the soundtrack for a new kind of Disney movie and not The Lion King? <laughs> like, It's just... I see where you're coming from. However, we are in a modern age where it's just a fact of life that people of color get like zero representation in Disney movies. Yes. And I think it's perfectly fine that they're starting to like introduce that representation um, into the live action movies. Do I want to watch them? Not necessarily, but that's because I don't trust them to do good CG and I don't like what they're doing with the new movies with, like, how they change the stories. But I do think it's a good thing for the younger generation. That way they can see themselves even more in these, in the, in the, in these Disney movies. Um, because before, I mean, obviously there would be children of color who, you know, would love Ariel. But... She didn't look like them, but now she does. She does look like them. So they can connect with her with more like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that you do. I'm just trying to yeah. explain it that, like, I think it's a good thing what they're doing. Even if it may seem ham-fisted or forced, I think it's good in the long run. Um, and I, I do. they gave them better scripts. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I wish it was better, but I... I just, I think it's good in the long run. 
Because, I mean, it shows an effort is being made. And that's more than what Disney did in the past, so. <laughs> I know, but, I mean, I'm just saying, why don't we take a bad Disney movie, remake it so it's good, and then put, like, like why don't we do the Black Cauldron, but actually give it, like, a black protagonist? <laughs> I mean, it's because Black Cauldron failed epically. <laughs> I know, but it's just like John Waters said on the, about The Wizard of Oz. It's like the movies that you should be remaking are the bad ones, not the good ones. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, is that if you remake a bad movie, who wants to go back and watch a bad movie? It's a marketing thing. Like, you want to remake the good movies because then people will, you know, want to compare it to the original. Or they'll want to... So, like, I get it, but it's also a stupid move, <laughs> business-wise. Yes. So I I understand, but that is a very naive take when it comes to like marketing and stuff. And I just I was I'm just worried because like sometimes I bring I could bring stuff like this up and I really do not want to give the impression that like the representation is what is like irking me because it's not. Yeah. It's really not. In fact I wish they'd get gayer. <laughs> but please like, can we please get gayer yeah but i just i want something new mm -hmm. and ralph breaks the internet to tie it all around <laughs> is giving us everything that we already have and worse <laughs> yeah ralph breaks the internet just missed the mark entirely yeah and i'm so disappointed mm-hmm Let's move to our darlings. Uh, hello, sweethearts. Hello, babes. <laughs> <laughs> we have, let me see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 movies. Count you got a cold the list a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the list. Nearly double in size from the other one. Yeah, but I mean, hey, it means that we really love Disney more than we hate it, so... Yes. It means there are more beauties than there are beasts. <laughs> yes. And, or we just have really good taste. Uh. Or we just have good taste. <laughs> um, so, the movies we have listed are Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Pinocchio, Princess and the Frog, Dumbo, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Encanto, Zootopia, Tangled, Moana, The Emperor's New Groove, Lilo and Stitch, Atlantis the Lost Empire, Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Robin Hood, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, 101 Dalmatians, Saludos Amigos, Three Caballeros, Mulan, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Fantasia. Oh, is Hunchback of Notre Dame? Oh, yes, the out? Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a last-minute addition because yes. I had it in the top category. <laughs> yeah. Can't forget that. that can't forget. Can't yeah. forget Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's literally impossible. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And on the document that we have in front of us, I have put dashes across several of these movies. And these are ones that I am comfortable with taking out of the top 10. Okay. So um, Ichabod uh, Mr. Toad, it still has a chance, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's worth it. I think I agree with all of the ones that you have marked. Wonderful. Yeah. I can, I can let go of 101 Dalmatians. It's okay. okay. <laughs> it's just the other movies have so much more ambition. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That should coal our list quite a bit. Yeah. While she's doing that, I'll let you guys know that the ones that we're cool with cutting out are Pinocchio, Princess and the Frog, Dumbo, Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Tangled, Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis the Lost Empire, Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, 101 Dalmatians, Saludos Amigos, and Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay, and then we still have 13 on the list. Yes. Um, so let's see. Which darlings do we want to decapitate first? <laughs> <laughs> Off with their heads! Off with their heads! <laughs> um, I don't know if I want to put Encanto on the list, but that's purely because of Lin-Manuel. <laughs> I am completely fine with cutting Encanto. He just did too Dead. much. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> Dead. Um. Uh, oh. Oh. And Moana then it gets also hard. has Moana also has the Lin Manuel curse. <laughs> yes, but I really love that soundtrack. I do love Moana. Um. Oh man, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Uh. I can cut Zootopia. Actually, no. Actually, no. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. We can cut Moana because Lilo and Stitch has more has a more authentic Polynesian soundtrack. Yeah, I can I can vibe with that. Okay. Plus, I could just jam out to it more frequently. I mean, Lilo and Stitch is just so two thousands, and it's 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 good. <laughs> it's like the one thing that makes me feel good about that decade yeah <laughs> okay you you had you had britney spears chopping her hair off you had panic at the disco jumping on the scene then you had lilo and stitch and I'm yeah. Like, yeah then you had lilo and stitch <laughs> yeah oh and yeah 9-11 uh, yeah that too <laughs> yeah that um, happened before i was born <laughs> yeah yeah they had to change a whole scene in that movie because of <laughs> yeah yeah all right. Okay, one more. One more. I I I am okay with cutting Zootopia. Okay. Um I do think it's 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 progressive but it's very preachy. Yes. I can I can I'm okay with cutting it. So Okay. What we have sorry, left Sorry, Byron. <laughs> sorry. Um what we have left is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Lilo and Stitch. Robin Hood, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Three Caballeros, Mulan, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Fantasia. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm already getting shivers. Like, this is going to be so hard. <laughs> it's going to be really hard. 
Well, actually, 10 might be the easiest. It I, might be, yeah. I think I want to put either the Three Caballeros or Robin Hood. Okay, so what's the, what's the scale on this one? Okay, is... 10 is fine. Number one is, oh my god, I want to kiss you so bad it makes me look stupid. Okay. <laughs> Great scale. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you have to pick the ones that, like, I really like to put in 10? Well, because <laughs> I, it's not nothing personal. I know. It's just that, like... If I'm looking at Three Caballeros, like, okay, I would be willing to put it in 10 just because what I like most about it is the characters, and they don't even matter that much. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm And I'm I also willing... love the music. The music is really good. <laughs> It's just that Donald is such a horn dog that it kind of kills it. <laughs> also, Panchito and Jose are definitely gay. <laughs> they're bi. <laughs> I know. They're bi kings, but they're gay for each other. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take that away from us. For real. I found, I found, I'll have to send you it, but I found some really good art. <laughs> um... Is it of them as humans? No, actually. <laughs> okay. Because I found some of them as humans and it was... I, d- I did find some of that too, but yeah. There's 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 some good stuff of Panchito and Jose out there, so... Awesome. <laughs> but okay. Okay. Nine. nine. Hmm. Okay. Um... Also, I will go ahead and say because you were being like, okay, Chicken Little, I won't let it be number one. I will say that Snow White does not have to be number one. Okay. Okay. Kind of breaks my heart, but I'm I've made peace with it. So. Thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> I will honor it well. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Okay. Number nine. I think it should be either Robin Hood or Cinderella. Oh, it's so hard. Personally, I I rewatch Robin Hood more than I rewatch Cinderella. And I watch Cinderella more than I watch Robin Hood. Yeah. But mm. I think I like Cinderella more. Okay. So let's put Robin Hood at nine. Okay. And at the very least, Cinderella doesn't recycle any animation from yes. movies. <laughs> it does have that going for it. So. Yeah. Okay. I, I still love Robin Hood. I still love Robin Hood. Yes. He's so, hot. He's so hot. He's so hot. No, I want to bang that fox. Why is the fox so hot? <laughs> Disney, what have you done? You raised a generation of furries. <laughs> and then you rekindled it with a Lion King. <laughs> I know. I dare say Lion King is worse, though, because it's not like anthropomorphized animals. It's yes. like just straight yes. up animals. <laughs> yes. But okay. Number eight. Number eight. <laughs> Cinderella? <laughs> um, uh... Or... Uh... 
or Beauty and the Beast? I think Cinderella can go at eight. Okay. Because Cinderella, I think it's a bit more... I don't want to say... How do I put this? It's like Beauty and the Beast encourages you to understand people mm-hmm. and how they feel and how to like help them adapt into becoming a better person. Cinderella is about helping an individual yeah. get better. And they were and they were perfect to begin with. Oh yeah. 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 Cinderella so. is more of like the classic tale, um, with like two perfect people. But yeah. Beauty and the Beast definitely emphasizes like empathy and understanding other people. So Yeah. But it it still speaks to me as someone who's like I don't really have a great family situation going on. So Yeah. <laughs> I kinda look to Cinderella as like escapism. Yeah. Um But yeah, I know that's can't speak for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Um so. Number seven. Number seven. Number 15. <laughs> oh, God, that entered my mind. Oh, no. Have you heard that meme? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, my God. It's like, number 15, Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> the last thing you want on your Burger King burger is somebody else's foot fungus. <laughs> what? What the fuck is that? Oh my god, hold on. Let me... I'll I'll find it and send it to you. It's the funniest video I've ever seen. I'm keeping that in the episode, too. Yeah. (laughs) It's like this, like... It's it's a channel that does, like, rankings and stuff. And basically, it's like... It was an episode that had to do with, like, either, like, the origins of memes or something. And Mm -hmm. it was literally, like... It's literally a photo of a Burger King employee who, like, has, like, his foot in the lettuce. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. And so... <laughs> what the fuck? And, and the tone of voice of this YouTuber is so goddamn funny because, again, he's it's literally number 15, Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so casual. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Number seven. Burger King foot <laughs> lettuce. lettuce. <laughs> it's my favorite Disney movie. It's my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mermaid. Hmm. Let me let me let me look. Let me look. <laughs> I think I want to put Lilo and Stitch there. I can I can I can concede. Lilo and yeah. Stitch. And honestly, I'm thinking it's like our bottom three, I would watch them more often than Lilo and Stitch. But Lilo and Stitch is more emotionally effective. Lilo and Stitch has more going on, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think okay. that's fair. Yeah. Sorry, Cinderella. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Can we put Little Mermaid here? Um. Or. Mulan? No, but I love Mulan. <laughs> but I love the Little Mermaid. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> no, that deserves to go higher. Okay, I agree. Fantasia. <laughs> I love I love Chernabog. 
But But I mean I don't like the Rite of Spring. Yeah. And that's twenty five minutes of a two hour movie. Okay, let's put let's put Fantasia in six. Okay. I'm cool with that. We can we can put Fantasia in I six. I think I think that and Lilo and Stitch are on a similar wavelength. Yeah. So yeah. I'm cool with that. Okay. Top five. We have to do it for the art kids. <laughs> for the arts. <laughs> for the arts. Okay, number five. Okay, this is where it starts getting real tough. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. I think this is when it starts getting really tough. I think this is when we might stop being friends. <laughs> <laughs> um Alright, so we're really gonna have to work together. Five Mulan. Yeah. I will I will do that. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm I I'm cool with putting Mulan in number five. Okay. Love you girl. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's the kind of progressive that we both love and it's very mm-hmm. queer and we love it. Yes. But it is not I mean, it has a lot of classic songs, too. <laughs> yeah, the songs are pretty They're much bangers. all bangers. <laughs> They're all bangers, I would dare say. Bangers and mash. <laughs> um, but there's just something. There, yeah. And at this point, I don't even know if it is a gender thing. It's just like... <laughs> there's, there's something. There's something. But we still love you. Okay. It's now a duke out between Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, Alice in Wonderland, and Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Hmm. At least they're all, at least our top five are all female centric. They are. We love women. (laughs) We love women. And it sucks that not enough men were doing enough to to make the top cut. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think who we got. We got the Malandros from Three Caballeros. We have Robin Hood. Prince Charming, he's nothing. <laughs> David, he was everything. Stitch. <laughs> but he's not human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so? <laughs> uh, Fantasia, we had Chernabog. <laughs> we had Chernabog. And then Mulan, we had Shang. Shang, one of the best love interests, honestly. Yeah. So we've got, in in these top four, we have a, 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 a what's, we got a guy with anger management problems. Mm-hmm. We've got two princes that are kind of bland as white rice. Yeah. And then Alice doesn't really have a romantic lead. Yeah, she's also a child, so she's I'm not also mad a child. About that. But I'm saying that, like, I'm what I'm saying is the next best thing we have is a kooky old man yeah. who's suffering from like mercury poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. I say it's between Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. I think I'm cool with putting Little Mermaid here. Okay. Because there's no way I'd let part of your world go any lower. Yeah. (laughs) Which is fair. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay, boys. (laughs) Hmm. We got two narratives and then one kooky dukes. <laughs> you might be able to guess who I want to put at number one. 
I'm really torn. <laughs> like, I don't blame you at all for wanting to put it at number one. But also, like, I want a movie that feels to be at <laughs> number one. I know. But I've really grown to appreciate it as I've gotten older. <laughs> and yeah. each rewatch, it gets better and better because I understand more of it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm hoping that we can understand more of it on our deep dives. Yes. But so I don't for, know. for three Beauty and the Beast or Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> Daddy no. <laughs> Um. Okay, I'll put Snow White at number three. <laughs> oh my god! It's the upset of the century, <laughs> and it's only upsetting one of us. So. <laughs> okay. Driving <laughs> it in. <laughs> Mommy! <laughs> you broke your mother's mirror. Seven years bad luck. I've got a dirty thumb. <laughs> Look what you've done to your mother's tower. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Hello, number two. <laughs> Hello, LGBTQ community. <laughs> um, color TVs. <laughs> I just, I can't put Beauty and the Beast at number one. I'm sorry. I know. You heard, you heard my grievances with it. <laughs> I know, but I still don't think it's super abusive. <laughs> I don't think it's, it is either. It's just... my I, I already went in way in-depth on my feelings yes, on yes, Beauty we don't and need the Beast. To, we don't, we need, don't to need to unpack that horse. again. <laughs> At least not until like a deep dive on it. Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm willing to put it at number two because I recognize that it is a good movie. I just, I don't feel good about putting it at number one. <laughs> okay, okay. And well, I think, let me, I let think me... Alice in Wonderland deserves to be at one. Let me at least reevaluate our two and three. Okay. Okay. So Snow White, it has the theme of focusing on your inner beauty because that is what it will be most attractive to people. Mm-hmm. It's just that our, our antagonist doesn't get the memo. And so she's like, I'm our killing antagonist this 14 is real year old because she's hot. Yes. Yeah. Wait, you said Snow White is silly? No, I said the antagonist is silly. Oh, okay. okay. The evil queen is silly. Yes. A silly billy, if you will. <laughs> She's a melodramatic silly billy. Oh, yes. And then Beauty and the Beast. You know what? Yeah. Beauty and the Beast, it deserves to be at number two. Because it's saying that it doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah. Of course, Shrek did it better, but... (laughs) Shrek Shrek did it way better. Um, Yeah. 
when they weren't taking too much shit out of Disney, they they yeah. nailed the theme. So <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Beauty and the Beast is at number two. So number one is every mad son of a bitch's <laughs> go-to. Hot Topic's favorite go-to design. <laughs> Hot Topic's favorite. Alice in Wonderland. Also my favorite. I love Alice in Wonderland now. I'm a, I'm a stan now. It should be my favorite too. It's just that I don't feel like it has a lot of heart. I don't know. I... I find a lot of heart in just the artistic value of it. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how bad I feel for Alice when she's, like, dealing with all these things. I don't think it, like, I don't think the point is to, like, feel bad for her. I don't think that's the thing in the original story. I think it's just the Disney version. They want us to feel bad for her. I don't, I don't think so. Well, then why does she, why does she break down and cry twice? I mean, because it's a weird fucking thing that's happening to her. <laughs> I'd do the same shit if I was stuck in Wonderland. <laughs> I know, but it's she has that moment of like, why don't I ever give myself good enough advice for myself to follow? And by the end, I don't think she's really learned how to follow her advice. Yeah, but I also, I like it for the journey through a strange world that it is. Yes. Which which I would agree with if it was a, like, I know what I want to say, but it's hard to articulate it. That's me half the time on this podcast, yes. so don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, it's the Disney way to, like, follow this character and give them an emotional arc. Mm -hmm. But I don't think Alice has one. But if... If this movie was more directly inspired by the book, which mm -hmm. I think is the mistake that a lot of people make when adapting it, it's like they follow it too closely. Yeah. Then, yeah, I am totally agree, agree with you. But I guess maybe, I don't know if that's where Disney made the mistake of like trying to have us sympathize with Alice. I feel like part of it is that they do they do focus a little a little too much on like the emotional state of Alice um rather than letting it be what it is which is a yeah. weird fucking <laughs> journey. Yeah, but at the same time it's like I guess it's a case by case basis thing, but should we feel emotional about her? It does it is it is a question that needs to be asked. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise she's just like our gateway into Wonderland. Yeah. For me a lot of my enjoyment comes from my my struggles with mental health. Um mm -hmm. like I like I said in our like in our t where the where this one was in the tier videos. <laughs> Silver Age. Silver Age, yeah. Um I I I kind of I kind of mentioned that I like it's it it is for the mentally ill. <laughs> yes, you're right. Um, and it's it's for the people who don't have the strongest grasp on reality. Um, and mm -hmm. even with it's like 
even with its like flaws, I think it does a really good job of kind of towing the line between um, having a like strong protagonist versus having like a stronger narrative. Do you know what I mean? Like whether yeah. the movie is like narr- like or like not narrative, but like journey focused as opposed to character focused. Because I'm just thinking it's like going bu- going through our top five. It's like I feel for Mulan, I feel for Ariel, I feel mm-hmm. for Snow White, I feel for Belle and the Beast, but I don't know how much I feel for Alice. For me, I I feel like I see I do see Alice more as the gateway to Wonderland. Yeah. Um, and also part of it is that, I mean, she is a child, you know, yes. as, as opposed to like a, an adult who has like a, a good handle on or their teenager. emotions or a teenager or another child like Snow White. <laughs> yeah. But again, Snow White is also older than Alice because Alice is like, what? How old is Alice? Nine? Uh, I think she's <laughs> 10 to 12. Is she? I refuse to believe that she is lower than a double digit. Okay, in the original books, she is seven. In the Disney version, she appears to be at least ten. Um, her voice actress was twelve. Yeah. So she's around that age. Yeah. Um, but I mean, still, that's. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's the youngest protagonist. <laughs> she is the youngest. Roster. <laughs> um, and so. I don't know. I I find that, like, of course she's going to react differently because she is, like, a child. Yeah, well, here's another good point. Alice is going through this, this emotional turmoil mm-hmm. in a dream world that she ultimately can control. Yeah. Whereas the other movies that we have, they have protagonists that who are living in ostensibly the real world. Mm-hmm. And they can't control certain things unless they have the use of magic or something. Yeah. So I think that's another part of it. I like don't know. Alice, Alice could do something. But I mean, I guess maybe that would go against the the, the original story. Because like part of it also with like, I mean, yes, it is like part of her own mind in a way. But it also goes into the fact that like. You can't even understand your own mind. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that's another thing that's like what's really cool about this is that like it's dream logic. It's dream logic and even if you do like like you said ostensibly have control, you really don't because like your own subconscious is alien to you. And like who knows what's really going on. And I find that aspect also really interesting. Um and there, there is, <laughs> I keep saying that there's like <laughs> some kind of horror in these movies. Um, but I mean, in Alice in Wonderland, there is this, there is this like horror in the thought that she's trapped in her own mind and she doesn't like fully realize it. Her imagination's getting the best of her. Yeah, and that's what like ultimately ends up overwhelming her until she's able to calm down. Um, 
is that like it's another thing with like the mental health aspect where your own thoughts can cause your own downfall um Mm -hmm. and i mean i feel that all the time um it's like and i've had some fucking weird dreams bro (laughs) yeah i mean those those meds can really (laughs) they can really show you some weird shit i get Um, them stone cold sober (laughs) yeah but i mean i'm i'm on meds so yeah that's (laughs) it's understandable you didn't have any dreams about a bunch of nude men in a swimming pool? <laughs> no. In a random building somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think I think Alice in Wonderland, I think it speaks to me because it it has that that horror that I understand so well. Um mm. and I understand it more than like what a neurotypical person would see. Mm-hmm. Cuz of course like like someone who doesn't have this kind of like connection in that way, they obviously they would walk away being like, well, (laughs) she should like, I mean, a lot of people would be like, Oh, she should just get over it. (laughs) Um, Mm. Or like they wouldn't don't think you don't think they'd have a lot of empathy. No, I don't think they would have a lot of empathy or they would empathize with the wrong part of it. Like they would be like, Oh, a child's crying you know, comfort the child, but, like, they won't understand what the cause of it is. Um, and it's just, again, I'm a, I'm a horror, I'm a horror nerd, so, like, the horror of it is what really gets to me, and what I really like about it, um, just, like, the fact that you, you can't even understand your own mind, and it, it can do what it wants, (laughs) Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. I guess if I can go ahead and say my piece. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, first I'll start by saying that it's really interesting that it's your number one and you support it with a lot of really cynical. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love it because it makes me feel in a way that people will never understand and they're motivated by their own self-interest. and stuff. <laughs> I have no faith in people. That's what. <laughs> no, yeah, me either. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking as you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, um, yeah. it's just it. I it comes from like first of all my mental illness, um, mm-hmm. and it comes from being raised um being raised as a woman um and always distrusting who's around me always because mm. i mean being raised as a woman you're never safe ever and you're told that constantly constantly like it's more than just don't talk to strangers it's mm. You can't, you can't trust anybody, um, because, like, from, from the moment that, like, you're even aware of, like, your own body, people are aware of it, too. Mm. So, it's, like, there's also that aspect (laughs) where, like, it's, 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 it's hard to, like, separate that from, 
how I interpret things. It, it, it fundamentally like informs how I interpret things, how I, um, how I look at things. Um, it, it changes everything. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I will admit that I never thought of it that way. But I'd hope you would give me the grace to be like, I can try to understand. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, like, I yeah. don't, I don't blame yeah. like you or like, I don't blame, you know, other people who are raised as men. Like, I don't blame them for not really think of, thinking about it. Um, unless of course, like they have like, <laughs> like if they have like a daughter or if they have like yeah. female siblings, I know you yeah. don't. So like, you didn't have to like deal with that at all. Um, yeah. But, like, it's, yeah. Like, I mean, you just you just didn't have to, you didn't have to, like, see it that way at all. Because, like, yeah. in our society, it doesn't affect you the same way as it does young girls. Not, not really. Like, the worst it got was with my autism. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing where it's, like, you, you had to deal with that, but me with my autism diagnosis it didn't happen until you know senior year of high school mm. um and that's because nobody really believed me yeah. because they just thought i was being dramatic because yeah that's all girls can do <laughs> they don't yeah. like and like the that the, and it like autism presents differently in people who are raised girls um because like it it, it's same with ADHD. It's that like our brains are just socialized differently. So it comes out in different ways, but there's not a lot of studies on it. So yeah, it's just, yeah. But at the very least, I'm very fascinated by your psychological. Take on it. <laughs> my, my really is cynical take on Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> really? The cynical, the cynicism is where you lose me, but in terms of psychology, yes, I am mm -hmm. very interested. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, I can empathize. So. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, I just i I'm really interested in how um, I am really interested in like in my own take on it, honestly, because like um, I don't I don't have that kind of connection to any of the other movies, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of the other movies are like, you know, these, these stories about like finding love or your place in the world, your place in the world, you know, finding out who you are. But Alice in Wonderland is, it's a journey through a mindscape yeah. and you don't get that often. It's finding yourself in your dreams. Yeah. That's the, oh, I love that's, that. I love that's, that. <laughs> that's the kind way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the optimistic way. That's the optimistic way. Meanwhile, mine was like the existential horror of knowing you don't yes. even know your own mind. <laughs> yes, and that's what I'm so interested in. We are, we love this movie, but we are on like the yin and yang We're on sort different of wavelengths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, okay, now I'm really going to start going into my piece. Yeah, um, go, go ahead. Okay, stop okay, stop okay. making me talk. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um... Yeah, I'd say that for me, this is about the possibilities of the imagination. Mm -hmm. And 
yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the the problem with the Disney version is that they turn it into a be careful what you wish for story. Yeah, I think you're right. Because in the original book, Alice does get frustrated with everybody that she meets, but it's not exactly a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. It's not something about like, you know, maybe you should ground yourself a bit more or like maybe you should listen to authority even if they're corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though I think Alice has moments where she like talks back to the queen or the Mad Hatter or yeah, um, the White Rabbit even. But ultimately in the end, it's like Alice, she... She has an experience, but in the Disney version, I don't know if she grows from it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think, like, in the book, like, yes, there's the continuation into Through the Looking Glass. Mm-hmm. But if we're going by the f- just the first book, then the best we get is her sister recalling her own experiences of Wonderland as a child. And... Alice, she just runs off to afternoon tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just been, it has made me think about questions like, you know, like, is the opportune time for social transgression when you're a kid? Mm-hmm. Like, is that when you have more of an, of, a, of an ability to express yourself and learn about who you are as opposed to when you're adult and it's like you have all these functions and positions and labels put onto you and there's more of an expectation i dare say um i think childhood is the best point um just because it's it's a lot it's a lot easier to be forgiven when you're a kid Mm -hmm. because then people will write it off as, Oh, they just didn't know. Or like, it's just, it's, it's easier. But as an adult, like you said, you have all these expectations and all of these, like, Oh, you should know that. Mm -hmm. Or like, or you're dumb for not knowing that. (laughs) Yeah. And so you're you're actively dissuaded from trying new things or yeah like doing stuff so and you're not encouraged to be curious yeah you're not encouraged to be curious you're expected to just stay in the little niche that you've created you can't change you can't um you know try new things you can't do a ton of stuff um yeah and I think that's where Disney is at right now. Yeah. Anyway, that's our thoughts on House of Wonderland. This is incredibly profound. <laughs> <laughs> I am so happy with this. Oh my yeah. god. Okay. I can't wait until our deep dive House of Wonderland. Oh my now. god, it's gonna be so sick. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, uh, before we did our top ten, did I share our bottom to top like in order i don't think i did no okay okay so going from number 10 up we had 
Fun and Fancy Free, Peter Pan, The Black Cauldron, Fox and the Hound, The Sword in the Stone, Home on the Range, Chicken Little, though it should have been number one. Anyway, <laughs> um, Oliver and Company, Pocahontas, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Indeed. Yeah. Then, in our top ten, we have The Three Caballeros, Robin Hood, Cinderella, Lilo and Stitch, Fantasia, Mulan, The Little Mermaid, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Beauty and the Beast, and Alice in Wonderland. Our beauties. <laughs> now that we've gone through that discussion, now I too am like, I want to kiss you so bad, it makes me look stupid. I know, for real. <laughs> Oh my god, now I want to listen to some more Jefferson Airplane. (laughs) Play White Rabbit like 60 times. (laughs) I mean, like, I'm... I'm I'm, I'm literally gonna, like... (laughs) I'm about, like, immediately gonna start, like, diving down into my hyperfixation of, um, like, brain stuff. Just to, like, (laughs) prepare for what I'm gonna be talking about. (laughs) Because... Oh, this is so good. This is so good. Yeah. And it's things like this that make me feel so good about doing this project. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's like, like we said at the beginning, there have been quite a lot of arguments. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) (laughs) The Aristocats. (laughs) The Aristocats. But we still managed to find that, that happy medium. Yeah. And as a Libra, I think that's where it should be. So. <laughs> I'm I'm a Gemini, so oh, okay, okay. I guess I guess I'm also about balance. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Geminis are a bit more chaotic, but I mean, yeah. Um but I also don't like ascribe super hard to zodiacs. I Neither just think it's I. funny to tell people I'm a zodiac and see how they react. I'm sorry, well, that I mean, I'm a Gemini and see how they react. But yeah. What sh- should we have a final question? I don't know. I feel like that was a good discussion we had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel I feel re-energized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was oh, a sneak been... peek into what we're going to be talking about. Wonderland. So I, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess, like, I, I think we might want to steer away from rankings for quite a while. Yeah, it's, I think I, we've done the ranking of all rankings, so. Yes, <laughs> yes, but I guess I just could raise, what do you think our next series of rankings should be about? Huh. Because I think Disney Animation, it is Seven times out of ten, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. So maybe the next one should be about something bad. Who? <laughs> um. I mean, songs are usually good, but there are some stinkers in there. <laughs> and that's too many. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Hmm. 
I'm thinking maybe we could do a series where, well, not a series, but (laughs) an episode where we talk about the history of the Disney princess brand and then we rank some princesses. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, And actually, if we want to do stuff like that, like our animated film analyses that may require a lot of reading, a lot of watching, mm-hmm. stuff like that, then maybe we could start recording every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That way we have plenty of time to do stuff. And stay sane. Yes. <laughs> yes. Start talking, like, in tongues about, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just go like, 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 like Michael, Michael, the man Eisner. Eisner. Literally. You're like, oh yes, yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. Um. All right, so we got that covered, and then our next episode. I think we could probably tackle a short film for our very next episode. Yeah. Should be good. Yeah. I'm torn between the early Mickeys or Destino. Mm-hmm. But I think Destino is going to meet us, like, in the middle. Because it's beautiful and also trippy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it came out in my birth year. Oh, then yeah. Ooh. Oh, that should have been the birthday episode. <laughs> it came out in 2000. It came out my birth month. <laughs> it came out in June of 2003. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's when it was first shown at the Annecy Film Festival. Um, yeah. It actually came out in December. But yes. still. Yes. So that should have been your birthday episode. <laughs> it's okay. We got Dancing Yeti out of it. We got so. Dancing Yeti, so that's uh, disco, disco Yeti. Yeah. We got Disco Yeti. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, no, but, no regrets. No regrets. Destino, though. Okay, I think yeah. that'd be good. Yeah, let's do that next time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I hope y'all feel as energized as we do, so... <laughs> That was good. I feel I feel good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I guess y'all keep feeling the highs (laughs) however you can. And uh, until next time, have a magical day, everybody. Bye bye.